Sunny, what are you doing? Make her bark. No. You know, I can make her bark is if I slap myself and say, ow. Oh my God, that's, you know what? I'm not going to go there yet because that just reminds me of something from the movie that I watched actually for this episode. But anyways. Um, Yeah, she's very, very protective of me, even from me. So she'd be pretty, if she was a trained, like very well-trained dog, she'd be like a very good, uh, you know, you ever see those dogs that like kind of help people that have certain sorts of types of like mental disabilities or, you know, and they like hit themselves and you ever see dogs like oh, help yeah, them stop yeah, or like yeah, have a seizure yeah. or anything like that. I could see uh-huh. Sunny being a dog like that because if anybody comes over and touches me, she loses her mind. Wow. She, but it's she also. Must, she must lose her mind often. Mm, I wish. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, not in 14th state. I haven't seen anybody. No one stepped foot in this apartment. There really hasn't been anybody in this apartment, I don't think, since maybe like three weeks ago. Wow. Yeah, but it's nice. I enjoy it. That's good. Well, how are you, Tina? How was your weekend? <laughs> it was lovely. Um, I was in D.C. visiting a friend. Um I followed uh, the quarantine rules there, or the not the quarantine rules, the pandemic COVID, rules. Yeah, the pandemic rules. Um, there's a uh, a mask mandate there, so as soon as you step outside, you need to be wearing a mask. Really? Um, if you're walking yeah. a dog. Yep. Um, now, granted, not everybody does that, and there was also a, a little little prayer vigil thing going on down mm. at the mall, and. Uh, there were hundreds of people gathered there without masks on. Um, so that was a bummer. Uh, so I, we stayed away from the mall um, to avoid large crowds of hundreds of unmasked people. Well, good for you. Thank you. I also rode around on an electric scooter for about two hours. Always um, fun. After, you know what? It was a fucking great time. And mm-hmm. it had a couple beverages. So it was even more fun. Is that, is that is that legal? Is that technically like probably not? I don't think I, I think I could get a DUI for that, but I yeah. wasn't like trapped. Like I wasn't like visibly super. I was just acting like an idiot. I think you can get one. I think anything that has like any type of motor in it. I think yeah, or maybe I think you even could get one on a bicycle. You can, you can. That is true. Um, and in that state, then when I uh, returned back to the Airbnb that I was staying at. Um, I purchased an electric scooter for myself. I um, love it. I absolutely love that. Because it was the most fun that I, I, I just felt so much joy riding around this damn scooter, riding around on the scooter. Really. I don't know if, I don't know if that scooter is going to get up those Conjahawken hills though. Those hills are pretty steep. They are steep. Um, I have faith though. I think, I think I can make it work. Okay. If just not, be careful. be pretty sad. Be careful going down them because you could really. Oh Yeah. I could be hitting like 40 going down a hill for mm-hmm. sure, mm-hmm. even though it's max speed is 15. Like yeah. I hard to stop this. Oh yeah. You gotta yeah, like, have Philly never had them. I don't think no. Philly ever had them. I, I first came across them when I was in Denver. Uh, I visited Denver uh, a couple of maybe two summers ago now um, uh, for a wedding. And I was there for about four or five days and they just had them all over the city. You kind of just ride them and stop and then put, leave them wherever you want. Um, and I was like, wow, it'd be so great if Philly had these, but you know, we're scumbags and they'd be stolen or broken or sold for parts. For sure. Absolutely. Honestly though. Yeah. I mean, they're expensive though. Um, my two hour ride was like $40. I think, I'm trying to think, I think it was, I want to say $2 a mile. Maybe it was for the ones in Denver. Yeah, no, I didn't even check. I was just, I was having a blast. My friend was like, okay, do you want to go home? I was like, no. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I want to keep scootering. And she was like, okay. She lives there, so she's like, this is not as... She's used to it. Yeah, she's like, this is not as novel for her. She loves it, but again, not as novel for her as it is for me. And um, yeah, I've had the time of my life, and my scooter is supposed to arrive on Wednesday. Exciting stuff. I'm a... 
I'm a big fan of DC. Always have been, been oh, there. Yeah. Awesome. I used, my territory at my previous job was actually the DC area, the greater okay. DMV as they call it. Um, and uh, so I would go down to DC like maybe two or three times a quarter for a conference or whatever. So I was there a lot. Mm-hmm. And if I ever got, if I got lucky enough where the conference was on a Friday or something, me and my boss would just, uh, we'd just get an Airbnb, stay over for the night and go out and on the town. Big fan of it. Very expensive. Yes. I don't think oh, yeah. I could live there because it's really like up there with some of the big cities around it is. the country. Um, but it's, it's much cleaner, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and, and you don't have to be in all the, like, there's obviously very political parts of it where right. like, you know, there's so many other parts of, of DC that, you know, you can go to each single part and get something different. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm sure you didn't get to experience too much because, you know. No, I, you know, I go there often enough. I have family that lives in the area as well. So, you know, DC is just a city that I'm used to going to. Um, but, oh man, I was just so, but I haven't been to the museums there in a while. And I love them. I love museums. I'm a giant nerd. Mm-hmm. Um, history, all of it. I'll, I like all of it. Um, so I really wanted to go, but I just couldn't bring myself to do it during a pandemic. It didn't feel, it didn't feel like the right thing to do in terms of there are going to be other people there, tourists from all over the place. It just, you know, it didn't seem smart. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I just played outside instead and rode a scooter. You channeled your inner child. I did, and boy, did I love that. That sounds fun. I um, yeah. How was I, your weekend? What did you do? I didn't get into too much. I uh, I went to the King of Prussia Mall with my mom, um, which was scary for me since you know she's the Mall Grim Reaper nowadays. Oh, right? Um, yeah. You know, a week after the scary incident at Lehigh Valley Mall, but no, we went to the King of Prussia Mall, and I, my brother and his new girlfriend met us there. So it was the first time Ooh. meeting meeting the, the brother's girlfriend and she accompanied us on shopping as well as dinner afterwards at the cheesecake factory Ooh. um so i'm sure a big step for that relationship uh yeah me, i did a, as good of a job as i could to make him uncomfortable um, <laughs> good as you should and now she's she's very sweet so uh, it was good i didn't do i really didn't do too much outside of that um and then my mom's birthday is actually on friday so I wrapped up the shopping uh, that I needed to do for her this evening, which was nice. So I got everything, and I just need to wrap it and sign the card, and she'll be, uh, she'll be good. So I'm going home this weekend to spend time with her. Uh, her birthday's on Friday, like I said, and I realized that she is going to be out of town with a friend on Friday. So <laughs> I'm coming home, and she won't even be there, but I guess uh, we're celebrating on Saturday. Perfect. Uh, well, happy birthday, Mama C. Thank you. She is, uh, she would never let me tell how old she really is. So she's 48. Um, take it or leave it for, for that. Uh, but yes, she's, uh, she's thought, a I thought it was 38. 38. 38. Yeah. I think you're a little off by a decade there, bud. Right, right, right. She had me when she was 12. Yes. Um, so. yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's what I thought. Uh, yes. Um, well, that's pretty much it. We have a very exciting episode here for Roll the Credits. This is uh, season two, episode 36. Can you believe we've done 35 of these already? Um, no. Very exciting. We, we're really appreciative. We've had a really good couple of weeks. We were back in the U.S. charts as well uh, as of today, which is always nice to see uh, See Roll the Credits in the top iTunes and Apple podcast charts. It's it's We appreciate it is, I guess, all we can say. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but we have, in my opinion, and I don't think that I am the only one saying this, one of the best actors realistically of all time. Oh, yeah. And one that we've enjoyed over the past 20 years to really, really, uh, you know, take a look at. It was hard because we, we've both seen a lot of his movies. But, of course, we're talking about the wonderful Leonardo DiCaprio. Um, so before we dive into what we watched, I wanted to just do some appreciation for him uh, some praise for him. So, so Leo for me is my fourth favorite actor. I was wondering where okay. he falls on your list. Uh, for me, it's Shia LaBeouf is number one. Okay. Miles Teller is number two. Matthew McConaughey and then Leo. So I was wondering where he falls among your uh, top actors. Because like I said, I feel like he's got to be in a, in a top list for everybody somewhere. Yeah, I think he's probably around five or six for me. Five or six, okay. Yeah. Um, number one is will smith oh wow yeah okay. all-time favorite um 
Number two, Jennifer Aniston. Or if you're doing guys and girls. I was just doing like... Oh, actor. Okay, okay, okay. okay. But that's that's fair. I mean, to be honest, it wouldn't change. He'd still be four and those three would be ahead of... Yeah. Um... Yeah, uh, because I her movies haven't like you know, I mean you know what her movies are her TV though impeccable Friends greatest TV show of all time it's comfort sure. food um, and uh, the Morning Show have you watched that yet Oh man I just finished it so oh freaking good God. yeah and her range is unbelievable but she just gets she I feel like I wonder if she like goes for roles that are like more serious for movies because I feel like I haven't seen her in a serious movie. I've seen her mostly in like rom-coms. So it's funny. It's funny. So I, I love friends, as you know, it is the top comfort for me as well. And I love Jennifer Aniston, but I never really saw her as a great actress Mm -hmm. overall because I thought that she was kind of, like you said, she does so many rom-coms, which she's great in, you know, and and she's, she does them with Sandler and she does them with Bateman and she's really good in them. Mm-hmm. Um, she's been in classics like we're the Millers and she's in the horrible bosses that you watched, of course. Uh, and as well as a few, uh, good Sandler movies. Um, but I never was like, wow, she's a great actress and you know, she, she has impeccable range, but that show really does a phenomenal job at, uh, you know, lighting up both her and Reese. In, oh my God, she knocks it out of the, both of them knock it out of the All of them, not really. Yeah, I mean, everybody know. involved in that show, the Mark production. Duplass in it. Duplass. They're just, they're all great. Uh, they're, they're all phenomenal. They've obviously been uh, nominated and won a few awards as well. But yeah, that was what took her to the next level for me. And yeah. that's very recent. And, yeah. and, you know, it's not fair to her. She has been in some serious movies. She got a lot of praise for her role in Cake. Um, oh, but true, yeah. I actually haven't seen it to be fair. So, you know, it's, yeah, I mean, that's, that, that's, that's a great pick, but that, that show elevated her to the next level. And I'm super yeah. excited for season two because I thought it was, oh, same. It was that show, like even just talking about the morning show right now gives me goosebumps. Mm-hmm. It was Very that good. good. Also, it's- if you have Apple TV, do you have it? I'm assuming. Yes. Surprisingly enough, if you're looking for something that's like a quick, but enjoyable watch. Mm-hmm. Ted Lasso on Apple TV with Jason okay. Sudeikis, who just, who just had an episode on. Good old Jason. So good. All I didn't right. think I'd love it. It's about soccer. It's in the UK. It seemed a little, uh, you know, it seemed a little like kind of funny, but like not realistic. Yeah. Very good. Very yeah. good. So I'll check it out. I just uh, been yeah. dead to me. Oh, my mom loves that show. I didn't oh, like it because so I can't. Good. I'm not a big fan of either of the, the two yeah. actors. Yeah. I'm not super into, I love, like, Christina Applegate is whatever to me. I don't love her. I don't hate her. She, you know, whatever. Um, But Linda's character, Linda, what's her last name? I forgot her last name. Starts with a C. She's a a great actress. I just, her character is, like, kind of a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I watched a few episodes with my mom. I wasn't the biggest fan. Okay, anyway, sorry. We got distracted. So, two. Um, DiCaprio. Where does he fall? For you, you still didn't say. You oh, didn't go through the rest I think like six, five six. or six. Yeah, okay. like he's up there. Um, but can I just throw in right now? Actually, no. I'm gonna wait to do that. Go ahead. Um, so before we dive into our two movies, I just want to give praise where it's due because very rarely do you have an actor like Leo who started young and pretty much every single movie that he has been in has either been critically acclaimed he's knocked his role out of the park or it's just been phenomenal on all cylinders. Let's just take a look at some of his, his work. And this is, so just looking at movies. So take away any shorts or any TV he's done or whatever like that. So also he's got Roosevelt in, um, that just got announced. He's going to be playing Theodore Roosevelt. I have to imagine that's going to be amazing. Oh, for Um, sure. And he's got a couple of things that are in pre-production, which is really exciting. So, Taking a look, we can realistically go back, and you can go back, as, like I said, you can go back to the beginning of his career, but we'll, we'll get rid of all the TV series that he was uh, in in the beginning of his career. If you take a look at what he started in, when I th- and I think his career really starts, uh, he probably gets the, the most known for Titanic, but... What's Eating Gilbert Grape? He's a star in with Johnny Depp in 1993. I don't know if you've seen it. We can go through if you've seen it. I've seen it. You've seen it. How good is that? Great, right? We can just say great. It's a great movie. And then he really gets going. Titanic, 97. 
I mean, that's an all-time classic. Obviously, yeah. you, you who hasn't seen, seen it? Great. Um, then he's in Gangs of New York in 2002, Catch Me If You Can in 2002, The Aviator in 2004, The Departed in 2006, Blood Diamond in 2006, Body of Lies, Revolutionary Road, both in 2008. All of those movies, I'm not sure how many you've seen of them. I've seen every single one now. Um, Most of them. Are unbelievable. The Departed, one of the best movies of all time. Blood Diamond, I think, is actually his best work out of everything he's done. Revolutionary Road, Body of Lies, very solid movies. Then he goes and does Shutter Island and Inception, two very out there. Shutter Island's one of my all-time favorites. Different type of concept movies, both great in their own sense. Um, then he goes and does Django Unchained 2012. Doesn't have the main role, but the role that's one of those movies where it's a great movie, but the role he plays is spectacular. And he's in he's not in the movie all that much. Um, 2013, The Great Gatsby. Obviously, nobody else I could see playing Jay Gatsby. I think he does a great job in it. I think him and Tobey Maguire uh, have good chemistry together for that movie. Then a lot of people think this is his best movie, his best uh, performance, The Wolf of Wall Street as Jordan Belfort. You can't see anybody else playing that role. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's finally also one of my favorite movies. Yeah, it's great. It's honestly it, it, at this point, I'm like ready to bump Leo up on my list. So right? just going probably up higher. Unbelievable. And then he, uh, or he didn't win his Oscar for Wolf Wall Street. I apologize. He won it for The Revenant in 2015. Yes. So he wins an Oscar for The Revenant, which is a great performance, but in my opinion, not a top five movie that he's done. Mm-hmm. Um, and then most recently, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, uh, alongside Brad Pitt, which uh, a lot of people have seen at this point, and just another just knock home run. So it's crazy that, you know, if you look at his 57 credits and probably 30 since he get, really got started with What's Eating Gilbert Grape, I would say 24 of those 30 are either star performances, great movies, or all of the above. Yeah. I just don't know. I mean, we'll spin this wheel over and over, and there's very few actors or actresses that I think we could say that about, you know? I agree. I mean, I think he's one of the greatest of all times, if not, dare I say, potentially the greatest, at least of our generation, for sure. Oh, he's got to be in that conversation, for sure. Um, So why don't we dive into some of them that we haven't seen? Like I said, I had seen... 95% 95% of them since he, you know, became, you know, the lead in the movies. Um, so it was interesting for me to pick one that I haven't. Um, but we can let you go first. Uh, and All right. Because I know that you watched his latest work. Did you not? I did. I watched Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um, I kind of went into it like a little bit. Blo- I, that's what I typically do. I know when I want to see a movie. I just, Like I just know, you know. Um, I hear a little bit about it, but I don't read anything about the plot or, you know, anything uh, prior to watching it. Um, And I did the same with this. So at first, like, I was kind of confused a little bit. And then once it all came together, not at the end, but at one point, it just hit me. And I was like, oh, Mm. shit, I know what this is about. And wow. Mm Mm-hmm. Wow. It's a slow movie. It's a slow burn for sure. Um, but if you're not familiar with it, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood has a absolutely star-studded cast. Leonardo DiCaprio, um, Brad Pitt, one of the most beautiful men on the planet. Um, I was just saying earlier how I don't care how old he is. If he has... I don't care how old he is. Mm-hmm. He is that attractive. I don't care how old he is. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, Kurt Russell mm-hmm. and Margot Robbie. Mm-hmm. Sharon Tate. Oh, man. What a babe. And, what a babe, man. Yeah. And Imagine if Brad Pitt and Margot Robbie had babies. They Nobody oh else would gosh. have a shot that was born in that time period. No. Wow. Thanks for putting that in my head. Now I want that to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, wow. Absolutely incredible movie. Um, I I loved it. I loved it. It was, like I said, slow burn. Um, you know, you're following a couple different storylines and you're hearing, or not hearing, you're seeing the lives of different people unfold. Um, and then, oh, you know, all of a sudden shit goes down and... That is that. I'm going to leave it at that. I'm going to – I don't want to ruin it at all. There's a little truth component to it as well. There um, it is. 
you know, obviously it's very, very, you know, it's very, very Hollywood, if you will. Yes, uh, it's loosely based on. There's some truth to it. I mean, Margot Robbie's, they're all, you know, Margot Robbie's, is Sharon Tate is a real, you know, person out there. She Rick Dalton her. is. Um, but Brad Pitt's character is not. No. Uh, but, you know, the the Mansons are real. Um, mm-hmm. And, yeah, so I highly recommend you watch the movie. Um, I was kind of surprised by IMDb's score, to be honest. They gave it a 7-6. Um, and Rotten Tomatoes gave it an 85%. So usually I think Rotten Tomatoes is like a little bit harsher and like, I don't know, more like out there with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I gave it an eight too. Ooh, nice. Yeah, I really liked it. It was, again, like I said, slow burn, but once you're hooked, you're hooked. Yeah. And then, I mean, I think you just hooked because you know who's directing it. You know who's... Yeah you know, in the movie, you know what I mean? So like, even how, no matter how slow it started for me and I saw it in theaters, I was like, this is going to be great. And you know, they don't, I honestly think I'm going to watch it again. Mm -hmm. It's one of those movies that you would love to watch again. I feel like, like, I think, I feel like I need to watch it again because I was just so taken aback by a lot of things that happened. Um, But like you were saying earlier, uh, there's a scene in the movie where Brad Pitt whistles at his dog and his dog just like attacks a human mm-hmm. and like he doesn't have to do a thing yeah and he's not all like that no but. i know, I know <laughs> but i was like oh movie but yeah mm-hmm. um no great great movie um and i struggled to come up with a talking point mm-hmm. or That's a question mm-hmm. um and i still haven't thought of one and i've been thinking about one <laughs> for hours today hours and hours and hours then I was like, you know what? I think you're creating this on the fly. I am. I think that's what you're doing. You're trying to be like, and then I had a light bulb moment, but you don't have one yet. Right. No, I don't have one yet. It's um, fair. Not all movies so... are easily, you know, you can't bring it all back to real life. But I think the funny thing is, it's just, you know, maybe something to talk about is the difference that Hollywood was back then oh, to yeah. now. You know? well, that, and I was actually going to um, ask you, I did actually have a light bulb moment um, after you said I didn't. Okay. Um, but the sense of feeling like you've reached the end of the road with something that you don't want to reach the end of the road with. Mm-hmm. Um, so, for example, uh, it's sad when you're a senior in college and you're like, I don't want to leave a Wednesday here forever. And you reach the end of the road and you're doing everything you can to hang on to it. Mm-hmm. And you just can't. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know where I was going with that, but just talking about that in general. I was say, is there a question on that? There's not a question on that. It was just like... The just like what the feeling? What the feeling? Yeah, the feeling. Like, you know, you're sitting there, you're watching a life unfold on the screen, and you're seeing him at this time in his career where he's just like, oh, man, I'm kind of washed up. Yeah. I'm washed. I think it's always different for people that are in the limelight like that. Like you, you can, you see those stories so many more times, professional athletes and, mm-hmm. you know, people that are in Hollywood or that are under the lights, musicians, actors, actresses, athletes, dancers, whatever, you know, you'll see that a lot more for them because I can't imagine how difficult it would be to, to hang up the guitar or to hang up the cleats or to stop acting when, you know, those are, those are, you know, kind of jobs, if you will, that, you know, connect with the world yeah, all over all the time for decades, you know, that can't relate to me being senior in college, you know, that can't relate to me, oh, yeah. you know, not playing high school or college sports anymore. But, you know, I, I think I know what you mean. And I think, yeah, I think that's always difficult. Um, I think as we continue to, to grow older, us, you know, there's things that we can no longer do in, in a very, 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 very small similarity of something like that. I actually had my second softball game last night and I haven't played in about 10 months. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, pre- I'm, I'm pretty good. You know, it's not like, that's the one thing I will say where I, you know, it's like, I'm actually good at that still. Like this is still something yeah. I enjoy and I, I still think I'm pretty good at it. Uh, but there was a ball I play, I play the outfield and there was a ball that was, it was a tough play to make and I missed it by maybe like half a step. And I, I got up and I was like, I'm a half a step slower than I was 
a year ago or two years yeah. ago. And I'm just like, and then I woke up this morning and I'm genuinely sore. From, <laughs> and it, obviously softball, slow pitch adult softball is probably one of the least taxing things on your body. Um, you know, I, to be fair, I was running around a lot, but yeah. my, I, my neck is like as if I was in a car accident. <laughs> I have like bruises on I my mean, legs. To be fair, too, we have been inside for like months. I know, and like, I mean, we've been able to do like things here and there, but it's not like a regular thing. Like the gyms were legitimately completely <laughs> closed for a while. Um, so I'll, I'll give you that, but yeah, well, I, I, I get it. I appreciate that. Yeah, but I, I mean, I can't, I can't draw to what they, you know, what they would feel. It'd be so no. much harder to go. Th- Can you imagine going through something that like everybody saw, especially like as an athlete, you know, mm-hmm. or even as an actor like Rick Dalton, where like you aren't near, you know, you can't, you just your body physically can't do the things that it, you know, yeah. used to be able well, to do, and like that's insane. I mean, granted, this is me playing sports as a child, but. You know, like once I dislocated my knee, that was it for me. I haven't been able to run since then. And it was such a weird thing. Like when your body just does that thing where it limits you and you're like, oh, my God, I used to be able to do absolutely everything. I never had to think about anything. I just did it. And my body did it. And now five surgeries later, I'm like, uh, how do I properly go up and down steps? Um, Because you just I don't know, sometimes you just lose it and you don't know how to get it uh, you can't get it back really i mean sometimes you can other times you can't um and it's super weird because i there's a whole section of my leg that i can't feel like at all so i have no idea where my leg is in terms of like That's spatially it's sounds crazy it's insane it's so hard to even like explain to people but there's just like a section of my leg where if i move it in the air and my eyes are closed i have no idea where the fuck my leg is that's insane. Yeah. I know. Like that that's what I mean. Like having something like that happen to people that are like in the spotlight all the time. Right. Like mentally I can't imagine how devastating that was. No, it was devastating enough as the freaking fourteen year old. Mm-hmm. Imagine like that's your entire identity, your entire you know. life yeah. all the way up to age like 30 or whatever that's it's totally different i mean at least you have the emotional capacity to deal with it but takes a toll on you yeah um but yeah i mean it's obviously a difficult movie to relate back to real life because you know it is obviously once upon a time in hollywood but i think it also shows you the difference in hollywood back then you know in the beginning of the movie it's very clear that rick dalton can't drive and that's what brad pitt's character is all about you know driving Mm -hmm. around he's obviously his you know, kind of his stunt double and, and, and things like that. But, um, you know, the way that social media has changed, uh, media in general, the way that has media has changed Hollywood and who classifies as being Hollywood. Like back in the day, like, you know, movie stars were going to see their movies. Like it was so cool to, yeah. and, you know, there was only a select few of them that were stars. And nowadays, like any of these, you know, Viners or TikTokers, like all these people think that they're Hollywood and there's so many different variations of it. Like, yeah. To live in that time period to see what Hollywood really so cool. would, would be, be like, amazing. like to be out there in LA, like in the sixties and seventies and in Hollywood when it was like that, probably so awesome compared oh to my God, the frivolous yeah. shit that it is now. Yeah. I mean, it was just, I feel like in the sixties, seventies, eighties, everything was just sort of. I don't know. I think there's just a huge shift in society between um, like in the 90s. I think the early 90s, it was sort of starting to shift. And then once 2000 hit, I mean, that that shift was just like it was just a different world then. Um, And, you know, I think we see that right now, too, in society a lot in terms of um, divisiveness amongst people and uh, just in general with the way people view things. Um, you know, there's always jokes about boomers, like, mm-hmm. oh, the millennials keep buying avocado toast. That's why they can't buy a house. And it's like, mm-hmm. well, that's not true, but sure, you know, mm-hmm. take it yeah. as you wish. Um, so I don't know. I, I just think it, it's sort of, I don't it's just like this illustrious type thing that is so fun to think about. And it's like, wow, how cool would that be? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just it's such a different time period, you know, and I think so many parts of myself would have enjoyed that time period better. But oh, yeah. obviously, there's also parts of what we have now technologically that is, you know, super sure. advanced. And, and, oh, know, yeah, like literally what we're doing right now. Yeah. We'd have sure. to like figure out how to have our own radio show. That'd be a lot of work. It'd probably be next to impossible. And in, in talking, yeah. like to ask a girl out back then, you had to like you had to write, go up to write a letter or like go, yeah. up to, go up to the doorstep and ask her. It's... Call her landline that her parents might answer. Man, how times have changed. Indeed. Some, some for the good, some for the bad. Absolutely. But yeah, walking in, 8-2, Once Eight Upon a Time in Hollywood. All right. It's a great Leo, movie. Leo and Brad are beautiful, 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 stunning mm-hmm. men with unbelievable bodies for their age. Um, and Margot Robbie is a beautiful, 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 stunning woman. Yes. In her young age. Yes. Um, we'll leave it at that. I mean, here we are just thinking about how attractive people are. and Just complimenting um, yeah. the- yeah and you know it's not like we think that looks are everything but man are they fine specimens i mean margot robbie could be the devil and if she looked like that i'd be okay with sleeping next to her there you have it folks but that's only for margot robbie and a few select others not for any of the anybody out there personality Uh, does matter (laughs) yes it does (laughs) um so what did you watch so, like I told you, it was difficult to find something. I had seen every single one of what I felt like was what his major movies and even some of the ones that, you know, missed the mark maybe a little bit or, you know, were a little bit smaller. Um, you know, I actually had seen as well. So, this was really the only one that I had found that was I hadn't seen um, that was, you know, in that time period where he was getting going. So, it's called Body of Lies. Okay. Uh, and from 2008, it's starring himself and Russell Crowe. Uh, Leo is the lead in it, you know, with, with Russell Crowe. And so it's a war movie and it's, it's pretty, it's strange because like I said, it was released in 2008 and it's about the Iraq war and, you know, it's about the war in the Middle East. So it was, you know, very timely in, in that sense of when it was released and what was going on in the world at the time. Uh, so Leo plays a CIA and, uh, undercover informant, Freddie, and Russell Crowe is his boss, Ed, who, uh, lives in DC and, Kind of gives him his orders. Throughout the movie, uh, Lee, Freddy, you know, becomes it becomes hard for Freddy to see where the good and the bad, where the line is for us. You know, mm-hmm. he's got to do things where he puts innocent people um, in the Middle East in jeopardy of being killed or tortured, and you know, Ed doesn't really care. You know, he says that they're all the enemy, yeah. and you know, it's a tough line for him to 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 really to toe and you know, he, he puts himself in danger. He ends up meeting a girl in Jordan, uh, which I think also starts to not cloud his judgment because his judgment really isn't off to be fair. You know, some of the things that he has problem with is showing that he's human um, and that it's, you know, the informants on the ground are not all about the political bureaucracy and bullshit and, you know, you know, trying to end the war for real compared to some of the other things. So, you know, this obviously isn't a political show and, it, it wasn't a movie that was done super well, in my opinion. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I thought things in the beginning were a little bit confusing. And then uh, I thought they tried to tow a, a, at that point what was a real political kind of conversation. Okay. And, you know, I don't know how well they did it. You know, Leo was great in it. You know, he does a, a good job. You know, he can't take anything away from it. Like I, like I said, Leo's not going to have a bad movie or a bad, or I should say Leo's not going to, be the reason that the movie is bad, I should say. Right. Um, if anything, Leo will be the mo- the reason that the movie is better than it should have been. Um, mm-hmm. And in this case, that's probably true. Uh, I thought it was good. You know, I thought it was pretty average all around and outside of his performance in terms of the storyline and, you know, some of the, the realistic plot and then some of the unrealistic things that happened in the movie. So IMDb gave it a 7.1. Um, Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 55%. And I locked in at a six six. Uh, I think it's a solid movie. It's not, you know, it doesn't get to the seven mark, which, you know, is a line for me to, you know, go from fair to good. But uh, his performance is really good in it. It's a tad long. Um, the ending wasn't great, but in terms of relaying it back to real life, similar situation that I had that you had was yeah. it's difficult to relay something like that, which is, you know, him playing a CIA informant in a 
in a war, if you will, uh, back to real life. But I guess the the only thing that I could could say is that you know, would you be able to play a role like that? Would not play a role? But would you be able to, to be an undercover informant on the ground, whether it's Middle East or you know, pretend to be somebody that you're not? You know, be able to be successful in doing that, and also risking you know, obviously you know you're risking your life and livelihood you know during the time um, of doing so and in the beginning of the movie, you realize that like he's getting divorced and you know, he's not getting any custody of his kids. Cause he's never home. He's always traveling. He's always undercover, all that stuff. So, you know, I was wondering if you think you'd be able to, to handle the stress and um, the chameleon like, uh, you know, kind of, I guess, personality that you would need to have as, as well as fitting in with, you know, things you believe and don't believe in. Yeah. So um, I've actually been working for the Russians. So, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, so I love the idea of it. I -hmm. think it sounds exciting. It sounds fun. It sounds interesting and different and adventurous and like all of the things that like you want to feel. Um, but I think it obviously lacks the, the feelings of stability and the feelings of being surrounded by the people you love and that sort of thing. Um, I'd do it. I don't know how great I'd be at it, but I'd certainly do it. And it might be kind of fun to just take on like an alter ego and be somebody else for a little bit. Uh, and you know, like then you know, typically, at least you know, according to movies and TV, Hollywood, <laughs> uh, they don't act. You know, like they they have times where they're not undercover. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can be undercover for like a long period of time. Yeah, you but know, then it, according to Hollywood, um, yeah, it's obviously all according to Hollywood. I think it would obviously be terrible. I think right, yeah, but like, don't you think it'd be kind of fun to just like be a spy for a, a little bit? Like, I'd not be too anxious. I think they'd see right through me. And also, you realize that anybody you do meet genuinely that you like like in that sense of being undercover, one, you put them at risk of whatever your mission is, and yeah. you know, you're getting close to them, and then two, like. It's not really you. And then you really can't tell them anything about you. I don't know. All around, it sounds pretty horrible. And then you add in the fact of like being in the Middle East during. Right. Well, I mean, like you have a backstory. You just build on it. And I'm sure you could weave in your own life to it. And, you know, maybe just not give your name or specific location of where you're from. I don't I don't know. Like, I, I just think you'd be so interesting. I don't know, man. Because those things that you go undercover for aren't like oh, they're not. Like those are like, serious those are things. Fun things, yeah. Those yeah. are like serious drug things mm-hmm. or like political things or yeah. You know. I don't know. I guess working. Not that this is the same by any <laughs> means, but after working in politics, like I feel like I can kind of fake a lot of emotion, um, mm-hmm. and say things that appease people that I need to I, I'm good at fucking kissing ass mm-hmm. yeah I'm, I'm not good, good at, at that I'm not good at that I hate doing it uh, I don't like to do it however when you work in politics that is something you have to learn how to do um, you have to know what your place is in that little realm of things um, because everybody has their place and it's depressing, but, you know, uh, you just learn how to do it and you learn to be who they need you to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I didn't love that, but I know I can do it. All right. Well, I guess if CIA, FBI, you're out there looking for an undercover informant, uh, whether it's uh, overseas in the Middle East for politics or even any type of in-the-state drug raids, uh, Tina, I got you. Got, as long as she doesn't have to run uh, or lift her <laughs> leg up and know what direction it's going, she Correct. will be able to assist you. Um, and that she can drink as well, so she'll be yep. able to hang with uh, for a while. Um, so, yeah, so this is our PSA out there to any of uh, any of the agencies that are looking for some help. Yep, I'd be great at it. So Body of Lies, Leonardo DiCaprio, 6.6. I think we did a good job of showing, you know, all of the movies. Like we said, we could have picked Wolf of Wall Street. We could have picked The Revenant. We could have picked, you know, Blood Diamond. movie Or like top two or three. Oh, man. It's Wolf of Wall Street is is one of them. I really like The Great Gatsby. Um, I Mm -hmm. think it's because I – 
in my mind, I feel like that's Leonardo DiCaprio. Like that's like who he would be for real. If that yeah. was like, you know what I mean? Like he could be great Gatsby if he lived in the thirties, I feel like. Um, I really like Greg Gatsby. Like I said, I think his best performance individually was actually in Blood Diamond. I thought he was spectacular in that movie. But if I had to go overall, I just don't know how you don't pick Wolf of Wall Street. Like, it's just so entertaining and he's so good in it. He's so perfect for the role. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'd probably have to go with that. Yeah, that's my my favorite Leo movie. Um, A close second for me is Shutter Island. I just absolutely Mm. love Shutter Island because – it just sort of gives you like a little mind fuck and you're like, mm-hmm. Ooh. Well, so does Inception in a very different way. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, yeah, but that's the thing. Like we could have picked two Leo movies and he would have had the highest combined score probably of anybody that we've done. Oh my God, but- yeah. I mean, Wolf of Wall Street <laughs> ranks in my top five favorite movies of all time. It's just so well done and the acting is great. It's long. The story's entertaining as hell. Mm-hmm. Let's get some lewds. Just kidding. Let's not. <laughs> I actually listened to Jordan Belfort, the real Jordan Belfort on a podcast. Mm-hmm. And he, was, he just tells stories that like weren't in the movie. And pff, I'm not going to tell the one here because they're very raunchy, but it's the, some of the stories he tells are insane, man. It's like just like the, and like, I would absolutely do it too. Like the life he lived for whatever, like 10 yeah, years or whatever yeah. it was to have what, seven and a half years in, in prison that he had. Like pff, I would do that in a heartbeat. And he wasn't like in a hardcore prison. Like he was in like a right, like, yeah, like the he, rich people jail. Like he was in, he was the king of that prison. I'm sure for a while as well. Like he lived a life more than anybody else I think ever lived a life legitimately. Actually, you need to check out uh, Humans of New York. I don't know if you follow them or not, but there's this incredible. You stole story. my thunder. That was going to be my no! good news. <laughs> okay, well then let's hop into good news. Start out. Oh, I was just going to tell people to list to, okay. to go to go to Humans in New York, and um, you know they, they're 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 great in what they do. They've mm-hmm. been around for a while. He goes around and, and shares people's stories and does a fantastic job of doing so. He has books and he's won New York Best Times, and but I think this is probably his best project he's ever had. I agree. Um, you know, he stumbled. He came across somebody named Stephanie um, in New York, and everybody kind of clung to her, clung to her one story back in the day, and. She fell on some hard times during COVID as well as some medical things she was going through. Uh, and, it, you know, it sounded like she was struggling to find the reason to keep on. Uh, and I think he's, you know, all the power to that guy that created this and, and, and does this. It's it's spectacular. But yes. he created a fund for her and pretty much extended her story because she's got such a rich life that she lived and so many great stories. And um, what do they call them? The, the, the tan- I can't even what is it? Uh, tales, Tankery Tales, or something? Tankery, yeah, I think so. Um, if you follow him on Facebook, he goes to thirty-three different installments of pretty much her life, and it just highlights a few of the storylines that she has. She's got so many. I can't um, even imagine what else she possibly has. Just knowing that, I, I feel like what has been shared has just scratched the surface. And like he, they, they, they both did a spectacular job of showing pictures and you know, navigating through her life up until where she's at right now. And, you know, go out, go and check it out. It's a great read. You get it over like three or four days. And the best part about it is, you know, she's living in an apartment alone. Like I said, she's fallen on some tough medical times. It's difficult for her to walk. Uh, she didn't, you know, she was about to be evicted from her apartment. Uh, like I said, it's finding a tough reason to go on. And uh, as of this afternoon, she, they had raised $2.1 million, uh, yep. which I think originally started out with like a $750,000 goal. I can only imagine that that will raise close to $3 million by the time it's all said and done. So those expenses are going to go to her paying her rent, medical bills, anything that she needs until, you know, while they keep her comfortable uh, at the end of her life here. And, you know, if, in, you know, when the sad day does come, you know, any excess money will be donated to a charity of her choice. So it's yeah, all going to charity that takes care of children in New York. I forget the specifics mm-hmm. around it, but um, a New York City charity that uh, does incredible work for kids. Um, so go look at it. If you can donate to it, um, you'll get her, you'll help her uh, receive 24 7 in home care. Um, and more Just importantly, make yeah, make her comfortable. Great stories, too, as well. Unbelievable stories. I, I would like for it to be a movie, I would like for it to be 
man, they were going to do a podcast about it, but because we're mm. health, they haven't been able to. And because of the pandemic, obviously, as well. And I can only imagine what kind of podcast that would have been. But I also just feel like it's so great for her, too, to be able to talk to somebody. Yeah. Like she said she hasn't really talked to anybody in so long and then yeah. stumbled across, you know, honing I read in. That, yeah, like, I read that and I was like, damn, sign me up. I'll go hang out with her. Like, she was really enjoying it. Number. I'll just before, sit there and yeah. listen. Before the pandemic, they were going to the diner like once a week to yeah. talk. Like, it's really cool for, for, for him to do that as well as, you know, for her to share her story. So sorry to steal the thunder from good news tidbits with Tina. That's okay. Do you want me to go through good news tidbits or is that enough? I'll go through some good news tidbits. Well, as long as they're better than last week's weird animal <laughs> tidbits. Um, parents are sharing photos of their daughters dressed as Ruth Bader Ginsburg to honor her legacy. And there's multiple pictures of small children, just little girls specifically dressed like RBG. As you can see that right there, Ryan. I can. I can see it, yes. Um, and a couple dubbed as Italy's modern-day Romeo and Juliet are getting married after falling in love from their balconies during COVID. Doesn't Juliet die in that, in that play? They both die. I'm pretty sure oh. they both kill themselves at the end. Well, it sounds like that's going for an awesome fucking trip. Good, good, good news. <laughs> uh, Prime Minister Jacinda Adern, excuse me, Jacinda. Jacinda Adern. Okay. Please excuse my pronunciation as I am uh, not familiar with names uh, from New Zealand very much. Um, pronunciations very well that wasn't even a sentence but you know what i'm trying to say anyways she pledged by 2030 um every generator in new zealand will be renewable energy so that's great new zealand's got it going on man hell yeah they do them in australia sign me up speaking of australia 25 million trees will be planted across <laughs> Australia. I knew it had trees or animals for Australia. Over the next five years to compensate for major bushfire destruction. Is that it? No. Okay, I'm sorry, go ahead. One unknown hero in Manchester has found the perfect way to cover up racist graffiti. A picture of a cat. And this cat... Um, is on a sticker, and it says, there was some racist rubbish here, but I covered it up with this picture of a cat. In a major victory, (laughs) Florida becomes the 15th state in the U.S. to officially ban the import and export of shark fins. Parts of Florida are also banning uh, the, the, the usage of masks. So in parts of Florida, you're not allowed to wear a mask in establishments. <laughs> Excellent. One's Florida Cecide. Just kidding. We love you, Florida. Is that it? Was it the last one? That was it. That was the last one about shark fins. All right. Well, let's move on to uh, the wheel. Guys, as always, thank you so much for joining Roll of Credits. I don't even know if I've said Roll of Credits on this episode, but of course, that's what you're listening to. We are having a special episode in October coming up, so don't miss it. We don't know exactly what it is, but we're working on some things behind the scenes, as well as, like I said, trying to get some people on the podcast so we can stop talking for a week or two. But let's see what we got. This wheel is getting smaller and smaller. I'm and if happy. you want to be on the, the pod, let us know. Hit us up. DM us. Tweet at us. We'll probably DM us on Instagram because that's what we um, pay attention to the most. I don't know if I should admit uh, that. But. We, might have our, we might have a guest next week. I, I say that. Is it Jason because- Bateman? It is Jason Bateman. I love Jason Bateman. And I have been told since the beginning of this podcast that my one buddy uh, would like to be on it only when we talk about Jason Bateman. So obviously he's a big fan of Jason Bateman. So we'll see. We might be joined by a guest next week, but we will be looking into really his transformation. You know, he came out, he was also a child star and he mainly, you know, came up from Arrested Development and had, you know, a ton of success in the comedy world and now has moved on to directing and acting (laughs) in dramas such as Ozark. Uh, as Natalie kind of had a nice uh, a nice ambiance there. As I was saying, Ozark, you kind of had something like Shatter. That was pretty cool. Um, I did that but, on purpose. 
So we'll see what we can look into and find for Jason Bateman next week. Uh, but that was it for this week uh, episode of Roll the Credits with Leonardo DiCaprio. Like we said, obviously one of our favorites, both of our in our top five, and you know, kind of has uh, a lot of his movies in, in, in the top ten for us as well. So we appreciate all his work, and we'd love to continue to talk to you guys. So please reach out, follow us along on on multiple different social media platforms. And uh, we're getting down to the wire here with a lot of different uh, things, um, you know, such as elections. And I know that uh, the first debate at this point when you're listening will have already happened last night or this previous, earlier this week. So we're going to go tune into that uh, as uh, we think it's our duty as, uh, as Americans to see what the two <laughs> candidates that we chose <laughs> as a country have to say about the state of the union. So, um, guys, register to vote, please, for the love of God, do it. With that, we will leave you. As always, I'm Ryan. And I'm Natalie. Uh, Tina, I'm Tina. It's because I said Natalie before. You did. Um, yes, Ryan and Tina. Thank you guys so much. Please keep listening from all over the world. We really do appreciate all your love and support. And we'll be back next week on Roll the Credits with Jason.